Remy and Casey on 92.3 WIL. Day or today, Casey? Oh my god, it was so nice outside. Yeah. It was a good it was good for like it was kind of gloomy, so it was kind of nap weather, but it was also like it's not gonna be this chilly outside again for a long time, so I gotta get out there and take advantage of it. Yeah. So lots of dog outside time. Very nice, very nice. Yesterday was the last day of summer for my children. We went to the zoo. It was crazy. It was insanity. On the way there, we were like it's either going to be really packed or there's going to be nobody there. Oh, my gosh. Dude, it was like all of St. Louis is at the zoo yesterday. Yeah. So we went there. We saw the sea lion show. And then we went to Clementine's mm-hmm. and had some ice cream and kind of enjoyed that last day of summer for the kids. Are they? Are these the kind of kids that are, like, excited to go to school today? Um, they're indifferent. I would say my daughter, who is eight and starting third grade, I think she's a little bit more excited about it than Leo, who's going into first grade. Uh, but Leo's a little bit more cautious, I would yeah. say. Uh, but to all the kids, happy first day of school. If you're going back to school today, I know it's this week and next week for most school districts. To all the parents, happy freedom during the day. Let's go. Mm. Let's go. I know there's going to be some tears. I know there will be some tears for those first-time parents. You know, take them to kindergarten or whatever for the first time, preschool yeah. for the first time. I was there. I get it. But man... Once you've done that a couple times, <laughs> you are ready to kick them out the car. Ready to kick them out the running car. Running away. That's right. We've got Jelly Roll tickets at 8 o'clock this morning with the big three. So be here for that. Thank you for joining us. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Chris Young is focusing on himself and his health this year. He revealed that he's actually lost 60 pounds and he's still not done. I think... Have you ever met Chris Young? Oh, yeah. Is he, like, super tall? Yeah, he's, like, 6'4", I think. He hits me as, like, because of his height, you don't think of him as somebody who maybe have, like, considered overweight. Yeah. But it's cool to see that he's, you know, actually revealing online, hey, I've actually went and lost and about 60 pounds and I feel great and I'm still not done. He opened up about all of it on Instagram with a kind of shirtless photo. The shirt's there, but he's wearing it like a infinity scarf. And he says, this year's been dedicated to a lot of work on myself music-wise and at the gym. I'm still not done, but I'm down 60 pounds, so I'm just going to leave this right here. Chris Young's always uh, he's a selfie-posting kind of country music artist. Yeah, and uh, I feel like he, before this, he had kind of like a, like a Travis Kelsey tight end belt. Like, he's just a big dude. Like, he's a, yeah. maybe not the most muscular guy in the world, but, he, you know, you could get away with it when you're 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, and right. I saw a picture of him, and I don't know if this is his mom, but he looks 10 years younger. Yeah. His, he looks totally different. So they're all in the jaw. Like, yeah. once you start seeing someone's jawline again, everything changes. And I don't know if he's, like, wearing a bigger hat, and that's why his face looks a lot smaller. But I know you, you definitely lose weight in your in face, face first. But yeah, he's he's done a great job. He, he looks a lot healthier, for sure. Fans in the comments are saying, Chris, your hard work shows. So proud of you for setting goals and sticking to it. Another person said, I'm so proud of you. You're fantastic and crushing it. So, um, yeah, everything does look pretty noticeable in his photos that he's shared recently. Um, and he's constantly posting, like, stories of being at the gym and stuff. Yeah. So I, I haven't, I feel like I haven't heard from Chris Young in a while. Yeah, it's been a little bit. Which is fine because that means he's staying out of controversy. 
staying in the gym. Staying in the gym, out of controversy. That's the motto for 2023. Yep. And if that's all we need to expect from Chris Young this year, I think that's great. More on the Facebook page. Find us and follow us at 92.3 WIL. Remy and Casey. If you're a teacher, what are your craziest first day or first week stories when it comes to school? 314-699-4766. That is our text line. We have a teacher friend who is no longer teaching. It was telling us about her worst first day of school. This all happened in one day. So she taught first graders. Immediately after the bell rang, she had a child yak all over the place. <laughs> oh my gosh. Another one of her students decided to cut her hair the same day. I don't know if you're putting away school supplies or what. I, I would imagine the first couple of days, there's not a whole lot of arts and crafts going on. There's not like the scissors aren't on. But also, I I don't know. I I don't know about first graders. In my mind, kindergartners and first graders are still like getting the hang of going back to school. So yes. they're just like seeing scissors and going for it. Yes. And uh, so she had a student cut her hair. And then she noticed a stench that any parent would know. After lunch, a kid forgot to tell her that he had to go to the bathroom. And oh, my goodness. He crapped his pants. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's day one, yo. Day one. I feel like teachers go into the first day or the first week with so much, like, gusto. And I could feel that. We had our open house this week for the kids, both schools that they go to. And the teachers were so, like, you know, rose-colored glasses and everything. And then that, I would imagine after that first day of school, after that first week of school, it's back to the weekend, just like disheveled and thrown together on the couch. I've seen a bunch of videos. You know that trend where a bunch of people will go out to the bar and they'll be like, hi, my name's Casey. This is me and my first drink. And mm -hmm. then this is, this is my last yes. drink. I've seen videos now of teachers saying, hi, this is me at the beginning of the first day. And then... <laughs> Their hair's on top of their head. Yep. Their like, clothes are halfway torn off, and they're like, this is me at the end of the first day. Yeah, that's just day one. Like, I can't even imagine, because you, especially when you're dealing with, with first graders in this case, the separation anxiety is there, right? So <laughs> they've been with their parents all, all summer, and then all of a sudden, they're not. Yeah. Teachers and, definitely have to have good stories. My gosh. Let us know on the text line. I really want to know because I know that this week and next week are kind of lots of first days of school and first weeks of school are happening. So let me know on the text line. What's your craziest first day or first week story? 314-699-4766. If you can top that, I mean, kudos to you. Back to school is uh, in season right now. 618 from the 618. We had our first day last week and I got punched in the face. So that was awesome. Mm. Not intentionally, just a kicking and screaming child who didn't want mom to go. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, bows were flying. That's for sure. From the 314, one moment happened several years ago when I taught first grade. Each primary class had received one of those colorful carpets with seven continents on it. Well, day two of having this carpet, a student got very sick and threw up. And when his dad came to take him, he proudly said, Daddy, I threw up over all, all over North and South America. <laughs> oh, my 
Gosh. Hey, you know what? At least he used it as a learning experience, you know? At, yeah, at least he got something out of it. If you're <laughs> teaching le- anything slower than fifth grade, oh my gosh, yeah. hearts out. Yeah. Uh, all the students, all the uh, teachers, you go back to school, uh, we appreciate you and what you do, especially the teachers on this side. If you've got any crazy stories uh, from the first day or the first week, let us know on the text line 314 699 4766. Trending now. It's Keeping Up With Casey on 92.3 WIL. If you have been feeling tricked the past few days, I have also been hustled, scammed, bamboozled, Mm. hoodwinked. Oh my gosh. And led astray by the blind side the movie. Oh, I've heard about this drama. One of everyone's favorites. Yeah. So a couple days ago, the real life Michael Orr, the football player that the movie is based off of, he made statements that the Tui family, the family that took him in and helped him become an NFL star, lied to him. They never actually adopted him. And then they really screwed him out of a lot of money, like millions of dollars. So he's alleging that Sean and Leanne Tui exploited him for, quote, their own benefit after realizing he was a gullible young man with athletic talent, which is actually a big storyline in the movie itself of the family really trying to prove to the media and all of these colleges who are trying to sign Michael Orr, like, you know, we have him for the right reason. This is out of the goodness of our heart. It's not advantageous for us. And we're coming to find out that that's not the case. He's just now, he's 37 years old now, and he's kind of coming out and saying, you know, actually, I just found out that they never really adopted me. It was all under a conservatorship. They withheld a lot of money and decisions from me. Oh, my and, gosh. And um, he feels like now, especially the movie and the whole story, was really just based on a lie. I wonder how far, how can you get that far in the NFL through agents and managers and all the stuff and that never comes up? You know what I mean? Until now? Well. Or maybe he's just coming out with it now. I think he's known. I think he's just now coming out with it. And there's got to be more to the story. Because I I also don't know why he would wait like 15 years to. He needs that money now, I guess. say something. Perhaps. (laughs) He is out of the NFL now. So. He got significantly less money from the movie The Blind Side than the Tui family and their actual children got from it. And it just makes me so bummed because, like, everyone who's seen the movie knows it's so good. It's so inspiring and well-written. And Tim McGraw and Sandra Bullock and Quentin Aaron, like, everybody is so good in that movie. And now it's really sad to know that the star of it all, the inspiration behind it all is not see it from the same perspective. Have you seen that people are asking Sandra Bullock to to give her Oscar up for that movie? I have seen it. <laughs> and I have also seen Quentin Aaron's response to that. Saying stuff like she need to relinquish her title doesn't make any sense. I could not she agree more. A brilliant performance. Sandra Bullock didn't have anything to do with the real story. I, I think people just need to chill out, relax, let the families involved handle whatever's going on. 
So if you didn't know, that was the actor who played Michael Orr in the movie. Who's okay. getting a lot of questions about this now, like, what are your thoughts? And he's like, I don't have any. I am rich. <sighs> and he goes on to say, like, you know, he feels really bad for the family and didn't mean to exploit anybody if they feel like that's what the movie did. Yeah, it'd be nice if Sandra Bullock just put up a couple million dollars. You know, she can keep her Oscar, just put up a couple million dollars. Where? Because... What does put up mean? Like she, like give give Michael Orr two million dollars. She banked off of, off of his life, right? I bet she would too. Just like everybody else is just banked off of his life. I'm sure behind closed doors, she's doing what she can yeah. to make it right. <laughs> but you're right. This is it is odd that it comes out now, so much longer later. And I'm bummed that now, whenever I think about this movie, it's gonna be <sighs> yeah with a bad taste in our mouths. Real news is lame. This is Unprofessional News on 92.3 WIL. I think this is a high school thing, but did you ever have the urge, Casey, to uh, try and spend the night at a public place like a Walmart or like in, a, in yeah, the aisles is, of a Target? That is like a, that is a high school thing. Yeah, or maybe like a cemetery or something. I remember having the thought... But never, you know, trying anything. Yeah, I don't think we did Because I was like, this is the only Walmart we got in the whole county. I can't get my face on the wall. Are you joking? <laughs> Try to build a, a little fort in the in the uh, toilet paper aisle or something. Right. You know, go back there. Uh, this. That used to be a huge thing on YouTube. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Kids would just like live in a Walmart for a couple days. Just and, to say they could. Yeah. Well, there are two people that have been caught in an illegal sleepover. This time, though, it was the Eiffel Tower. Two American tourists were able thought they were able to dodge security on Sunday night and weren't caught until the guards were making their rounds before opening on Monday. Officials say the tourists were drunk, but it's not clear if they accidentally passed passed out while they were there, like visiting the Eiffel Tower, if they had hatched this plan from the start. Security guards noted that they didn't seem to pose any threat, but it's against all the rules, so they filed a criminal complaint with the police. It sounds like minor trespassing of sort, uh, of sorts, where they'll probably just get fined, but there aren't any specifics on what they'll be hit with yet. But two American tourists, just uh, saving a little bit on those Airbnbs and I just guess. hitting up the Eiffel Tower. I, I don't know what level they were on. I don't. I've never been to the Eiffel Tower, so I don't know. I don't have my bearings with me on that. But can you? Could you sleep on the top? Could you sleep like on the top, like observatory I area? I wonder. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. But that does like really fascinate me. The people that will live in airports for like an entire weekend instead of just going to get somewhere to like a hotel. If your flights are all canceled, they just hunker down and find somewhere to hide and then live there. It's crazy. Do you think this is an American tourist thing? I feel like American tourists are kind of dumb. I don't want to blame this on the Americans because I think people are doing it everywhere. Oh, I will say I always had the urge to do this at my high school. Okay. My friends and I always talked about like, what if we found, what if we we had huge lockers? What if we literally got in our lockers while they were like turning all the lights off and shutting the doors and we just balled out all night in high school? Man, that was probably pre-camera. I mean, you guys, you guys probably had cameras. I don't know if they were in the hallways. I was say, if you didn't have cameras, if you went to high school in a time where there weren't cameras and things like that, you probably could get away with that. Totally. Easy. 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 Uh, but yeah, these two American tourists, we'll see what happens. I guess they were just a little tired. Mm. And a little drunk. Ah, <laughs> see, that'll do it. My French is polished. 
Remy and Casey. When it comes to movies, what is your 100? I was thinking about this yesterday, and I feel like there are, even even though you like movies, are you willing to give them a 100? Mm. And I say this because Barbie, which I feel like got rave reviews, only got an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes really confuses me in that way. 314-699-4766. What is your 100 when it comes to movies? You mean giving it 100%? 100%. I've got three. My first one is Interstellar with Matthew McConaughey. 100. Immediately, I'm like... <laughs> it's so hard to understand, like to understand, unless you've actually sat there and are a scientist or B watched it like three times. I will say that it took me probably three to five times to really understand what was happening, and a couple of YouTube videos to kind of help me navigate all of the like quantum theories and things like that around it. But crazy to think that that could be us. Hundreds of years from now, Interstellar got a 73 on Rotten Tomatoes and 86% audience score. The next one on my list is the first Toy Story. I think it's a masterpiece. And every single time I look at any of my children's toys now, I have a hard time giving them to Goodwill because of how they may feel. Oh my gosh. Because <laughs> I anthropomorphize them. I, I give them characters. I it was never a Toy Story kid. Like it, it was kind of maybe on in the background, but I never cared. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think Pixar was just kind of like a newer thing at that point. This style of animation was a little bit different when it first came out. Uh, only a 92% audience score on that one. Do you want to go? I've got, I, I, I feel like maybe one of ours converges. So I'm going to uh, yeah, wait. Yeah, I, I tried to choose some that you wouldn't choose because I know we have similar taste in some things. Um, first, I have Bird Box which is a Netflix original starring, once again, Sandra Bullock. My wife and uh, her parents just watched that. It's so good. It, I think it was such a big deal and so talked about for a long time because it was, A, one of Netflix's first movies. Yeah. But it was so good. And it's you understand the point and it's so suspenseful, but it ends in such a an awesome way. So go Bird Box. Okay. And I'm also going to go League of Their Own. Because I have a thing about history. It's hilarious. It's lighthearted, but it also gets into deep issues. And Tom Hanks. Hello. The cast is insane. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one for sure. 81% on Rotten Tomatoes for a league of their own. What's the one that you think that you and I share? Uh, the one that has Hillary Duff in it. It's not on your list? It's not on my list. But okay. I, because I feel like there are some plot holes. I feel like there There's... are a few things that aren't quite tied up at the end. But I wouldn't argue with somebody about it. So my third is Lizzie McGuire movie. Hey now, hey now, this is my dream, okay. What is that? Look that one. 40%. Oh! Rotten Tomatoes, see, they don't know anything. I'm not proud of it. You know, it's got a 49% audience score, so that helps a little bit. But yeah. It's so classic. It's my 100% guilty pleasure. The one that I thought we were going to share are the, is the National Treasure oh, uh, duo. Because yeah. I think both are really great. Okay. Again, probably not 100s in most people's eyes, but 
and mine. I love them. When it comes to movies, what is your 100? We were talking about this just because Barbie got an 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, okay, well, that got pretty good reviews and it only got 88%. So what is your 100 and how does it stack up against Rotten Tomatoes? So we went through our lists and on the text line, someone said from the 314, The Fugitive, which I love that movie. And it's one of those movies where it'll come on TV or it's on and I can't not watch the whole thing. 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Yeah. Uh, from the 480, Titanic. How did we miss that one? Yeah, I didn't include that one because I figured some people would get irritated at how long it is. Yeah, that's true. It is It is a longer movie. 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. From the 314, one of the movies that I kind of wa I watched during Wisdom Tooth Recovery was Fast and Furious, the first one. Someone said that was their 100, 29% on, on Rotten 29%. Tomatoes. Yeah. We got a, we got some messages on the Instagram story about it. Someone said, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yes. Such a classic, but I bet that would get a bad rating from Rotten it, Tomatoes. Yeah, it, usually comedies don't do that well, yeah. but it's one of those movies that has so many great lines, you know, so quotable. Kristen Bell's great in it. Uh, Mila Kunis, uh, who else is in that? Uh, there's just a bunch of great uh, actors and actresses and that from the 314 I agree with a league a league of their own is awesome there's no crying in baseball how many 80s kids uh, think that fast times at Ridgemont High was the greatest and uh, we got another text message from Wentzville here gone with the wind is my 100 that's a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes that's a 90 that's another one that it is it's so drawn out it's so long yeah. it's like six hours yeah there's like a, there's there's a little bit of a barrier for me I feel like Citizen Kane always comes up uh, as like the number one movie of all time when, and, yes when you look up those lists Citizen Kane uh, yeah. City of God <laughs> like all the movies that you, you you watch it and you're like I really did not need to do that yeah might be somebody else's 100, just not mine. No offense. Uh, what's yours? Let us know on the text line 314-699-4766. Remy and Casey. Today we're playing the big three for some jelly roll tickets. Ashley from Imperial is on the phone and she's playing with Remy today. Remy, would you like to spin the wheel to figure out what game you're going to play? I'll let Ashley spin the wheel today. Ashley, spin okay. the wheel. Good job. Right through the phone. Ah, oh, Ashley. Today we're playing Favorite Fictional Towns, where I'm going to explain to you the plot of what happens in this fictional town that you've probably seen on television series. Wow. And you'll tell me what the town's name is. I have a feeling I'm going to do really poorly at this game, but... Back when, uh, I, when I made this, I remember I tried to be cognizant of what you probably have not seen, because you don't... I'm not a big TV Watch series much. guy. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how we do. Okay. And if you need uh, help, you have one phone a friend to Ashley. So Ashley, be listening. Number one, the fictional town where a national laboratory secretly performs scientific research experiments with the paranormal and supernatural. <laughs> this is Stranger Things. What is the town called? Indiana. Oh what are you gosh. looking around like we live in Indiana? You might get a clue or something. No, I'm looking around because I'm looking for the answer. I'm just looking in my in my brain. Ham, Hampton, Hanky, Hanky, Indiana. I'm going to go to Ashley on this one. Stranger Things uh, town. I'll give you those clues because that's all I know. I, man, what is the town called? Do you know, Ashley? I don't know. Dang it. Ashley, have you seen Stranger Things? 
Like season one. Oh, girl. Uh, you gotta finish it. I'll I'll say Indiana for half a point. Oh, you're just gonna decide that gets you half a point if it's right? Well, I mean it is kind of. <laughs> I can't believe I'm blanking on this. Alright. Number two. A fictional town policed and protected by a motorcycle gang in California. Is this Sons of Anarchy? Policed and protected by a motorcycle gang in California. It's got to be Sons of Anarchy. Was that California? Dang it. Casey, you picked two shows that I've seen, and I forget the dang town. You did it well. Mon... Montgomery Monarch Final answer Monarch California Oh (laughs) Number three The fictional town Where Superman grew up But we're not talking Metropolis Uh, There's no place Like this one Man I don't know What was his real name Leaf Or Leggin Or something I don't know We had this I feel like you asked me About Superman this fictional town where Superman grew up, but we're not talking Metropolis. There's no place like this one. There's no place like this one, that's for sure. Because he didn't grow up on this planet. He grew up on the planet of Krypton. That's my only guess. I, that's all I got. Ashley, I, I, think I, went, you, I think I went over. Ashley, do you want to contribute anywhere or no? No, because these are hard. Yeah. Man. Okay, Ashley, out of three, how many do you think Remy got correct today? Zero. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Let's see about it. She says zero. She's right. Yes. He got nothing. Yes. yes. At least Ashley's correct. You She's know? correct. She's going to go see Jelly Roll. Let's run through this real fast before we take any longer. The fictional town where the National Laboratory secretly performs scientific research on experiments of the paranormal is in Hawkins. Hawkins. Indiana. I knew it was an H. The fictional town policed and protected by a motorcycle gang in California is from Sons of Anarchy. It's in Charming. California. Yeah, I got that. Remember, it's like it's um, been too long. That's like the motto. It's it says like charming, and then underneath it it says. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. Something backhanded. Just, for both of those shows, it's been too long since I've seen them. We watched Stranger Things I know. last year. I know. Do you remember Halloween? <laughs> Number just, three. <laughs> The fictional town where Superman grew up, and we're not talking Metropolis. There's no place like home. There's no place like Kansas. Smallville. Ah, uh, yeah, Duh. they had a whole show on that. Gosh dang it. Come on. I, it's been a while since I've gone over. Yeah, dang and it. I really thought I really thought you could get some of those. At least Ashley won. That's all Ashley, that matters. you are still going to go see Jelly Roll this weekend at the Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Thank you. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with KC Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. Zach Bryan and his fan base are a force to be reckoned with. It's almost impossible to even snag a ticket for one of his shows these days because he's got one of the fastest rising fan groups in country music for sure. But he also really likes to give back, and that's why he and his dad gifted an entire sixth grade class from his old middle school not only tickets to a show, but box seats and a meet and greet. Nice. So I don't know what it was that made this particular class special. I don't know if maybe he had 
Mrs. Swant when he was in this middle school. Oh, Miss Swant. Or maybe, or maybe he like knows her somehow. I don't know what makes this one class special, but I do know that they've got the rest of their middle school super jealous. I feel like Miss Swant definitely teaches math. Like that's a math teacher for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think they're switching classes though. Oh. I think this is just her class class. That's her emphasis though. She loves math. Right. <laughs> she sounds like it. Swan. They got premium seating and it was pretty cool to see the pictures because you can tell like whatever chaperone is there with Zach Bryan's dad. Like they're taking pictures of the kids in the stands and they're all waving at that. They're so excited. This was probably a lot of their first concerts if you yeah. think about it. And Zach's got this history of handing out tickets to the least expecting people, specifically his fans. So I always think back to this time where his fans were road tripping from like Wisconsin to Red Rocks and their car hit a deer along the way and their car broke down. Yeah. And somehow he got word of it. He saw it on Twitter or something and said, you know what? All good. Rental cars on me. We're going to get you there. And then when they got there, the show was going to be like snowed out because it was in the middle of a blizzard. And he was like, nobody leave. I got free gloves for everyone and hot chocolate. Wow. Yeah. A lot of artists just don't do that kind of stuff. I just, yeah. Zach Bryan's the kind of guy who he's in the nail salon, you know? Oh, he is? All the nail techs, free tickets to the show, <sighs> you know? You say, give me that black polish and you want to come see me tonight? <laughs> I got like, you. What is country music? <laughs> mm. Anyway, he's got an awesome history of doing this. And when I saw that he did this for his old middle school, I just thought it was too good a story not to share the photos and everything's on our Facebook page and Instagram. So follow us at 923WIL. Remy and Casey. Casey, I'm going to ask a personal question. And I always hope, do. I hope you remember. In your relationship, who said I love you first? I did. Dang. And I remember it was a very traumatic week. Like that we had been together maybe like three or four months. Mm. And that was the week that I um, was in the hospital after a dog bite. Oh, I remember this. And yes. he ended up like staying there the entire time with me. Mm-hmm. And um, then staying at my apartment for like a full week afterwards because I couldn't eat or come to work or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So you said it first and it was because of that moment. And and when I tell you there are some things in a relationship, it's different for everybody, but there's something that once it happens, the floodgates are open because I remember I said it and he goes, we should move in together. <laughs> we should probably think about our future. And I was like, you're right. We should get married. And here you are. And here we are. Engaged. Yep. To be married in February of next year. That's right. Congratulations on that, by the way. Who's? Wh what about you? Um, I think it was... <laughs> Lauren's going to kill me. I don't remember. <laughs> but I think it was probably me first. I think we were both feeling it. Sure. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, you, you don't know. She was kind of waiting. Yeah. For me to say it. Yeah. Uh, but in relationships between a man and a woman... The person that is most likely to say the L word first is who? Your guess. I I would guess a woman because I think usually a guy is waiting for her. Across the board, men 
are more likely to say I love you first. Wow. Yeah. 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 The average guy starts thinking about saying it 69 days into the relationship. How about it? Compared to 77 for women. But both wait over a month to actually pull the trigger. The average man will say I love you 107 days into dating or about three and a half months in. For women, it's about 122 days or about four months in. So there There you go. go. And you guys are like right on par. About three or four months into your relationship, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Traumatic event yep. bonds you two forever. That trauma bonding will do it. Yep. It'll really expedite things. And now you're stuck with this man for the rest of your life. No, yeah, I kidding. thought that yesterday too. <laughs> I was like, man, it really spiraled from there. <laughs> and now you got a house and everything. And but I, I was just wanting to know that because I, I don't I I don't remember. And I'm sure Lauren is like, if she's listening right now, she's like hating me for this. <laughs> She's. I'm sure she remembers the whole thing. Have her text it to you. Will do. You text us, 314-699-4766. Just judging on this survey alone, men say I love you first. But what was it in your relationship? When in your relationship did you say I love you? And who was it? Was it the man or was it the woman? That's what we're talking about. <laughs> There's a new study out that came uh, that came out that says that men are more likely to say "I love you" first by about a week and a half is the uh, day spread. A week there. and a half in, yeah, <laughs> a week and a half in, yeah. Uh, we were just talking off the air if you've ever said I love you and then it was not reciprocated and that did happen to me, which would have, you know, if I would have been smart at the time, would have been a huge red flag, right? And would have known that that probably wasn't going to go anywhere. Yeah. But instead it was like two years of pain and torture. <laughs> uh, from the text line, we got a text out from the 480 that said he said, he said it first and it was a year and two months in. Oh, my gosh. That's a long time. If it's cool with you, it's cool with me, I guess. That's a long time. Uh, from the 314, I told my wife first that I loved her, and her response after I said I love you was, I'm not there yet, but thank you. <gasps> I love the thank you. Yeah. And I don't uh, think that's a terrible response if I'm being so honest. Are you? Uh, how's the secondhand embarrassment for that situation right there? I feel good about it. <laughs> you feel good about it? Yeah, okay, okay. I love a thank you. Um, I appreciate you sharing that with me, and I've got nothing to give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let us know on the text line, who was the first in your relationship to, to say I love you first? Was it the dude or was it the lady? Let us know on the text line, 314-699-4766. It's Remy and Casey's Hometown Heroes, brought to you by Air Comfort Service Heating, Cool, and insulation. Schedule your AC system check now. Visit aircomfortservice.com. Today we say thanks to Rich Myers, nominated by Tiffany Cert. This nominee is my dad. He watches <laughs> the grandkids five days a week, goes and cuts people's grass, and so much more. You know what? Sometimes that's all that matters. The little things, right? Tiffany sent a request song for Rich. She sent Darius Rucker on 92.3 WIL. On the way out today, we talked about what's your 100 movie? What is that movie that gets 100%? We're not talking about the movies that you just like because they're good. We're talking about a perfect movie in your eyes. And we got so many different suggestions from anywhere from Fast and Furious 1 which maybe people uh, would uh, contest. Yeah. Uh, I don't know uh, about that. The Notebook, Shawshank Redemption, uh, Christmas Vacation, uh, 12 Years a Slave, Mrs. Doubtfire, Wedding Crashers, Training Day. I mean, obviously, everybody's opinion goes across the board. On the Instagram story, I see Mean Girls, Django, um, The Dark Knight, and The Help. 
You know what I was thinking? I, I Mean Girls was one of my uh, one of my couch dis, not discoveries, but for my recovery from my wisdom tooth. Uh, and I just think it's a masterpiece. Like, I do think Mean Girls deserves a 100. It's easy to understand. It's a perfect length. It's hilarious. It stands the test of time. Uh-huh. And the cast is just gold. Yeah, and the storylines like all weave together. There's plot twists. So quotable. Yeah, so quotable. There's a lot of great things about it. But uh, let us know what your 100 movie is on the text line, 314-699-4766. If you missed anything from the show today, you can always check out the Remy and Casey Show podcast. And we will see you tomorrow for a Friday live. Goodbye. Find Remy and Casey on Facebook at 92.3 W.I.L.